got a diamond, you got nine men, you got a hat and a bat, and that's not all. You got the bleachers, got them from spring till fall. You got a dog and a drink and the umpire's call. What do you want? Let's play ball. Is that a fly ball or is it a seagull coming in from the lake? Just to catch the game, it's the last inning. Our guys are winning. Dave's put down a smoker, a strike, and you got no doubt. What do you want? Let's play ball. Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of the Blue Jays Way podcast. I'm your host, Curtis Martin. And as always, I'm joined by Tyler Prosick back after a good week vacation. Uh, Tyler, how's it going? It's going pretty darn good. Um, you know, my birthday is in a couple of days as we're recording this podcast. Um, school is starting soon. Thank you for the applause. I appreciate that. Um you know, a lot of good things are happening in my life right now. Uh, the Jays being a playoff team is not one of them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And we're going back to school soon. Uh, and I met Curtis uh, in person for the first time at a Jays games. So I that know, was pretty I, cool, too. I kind of honestly wanted to start there because, you know, I don't think a lot of people know this, but, like, uh, despite us seeming like such great friends, we've never actually met in person for the longest yeah. time. It's all been online because of you know stupid covid but mm -hmm. uh tyler and robert got lucky as fuck and got free tickets to go to see the jays play the the tigers the same day that i went which yeah. was the uh 4-1 10 inning loss by the way we can talk about that series yes. a little bit more as the podcast goes on but yeah man like it was so good to finally see you and also robert too haven't seen yeah. robert in person so we so really happy to see you guys and it was it was a shitty game, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. There haven't been too many good Jays games lately, except for my, when my player of the week pitches. So we'll get into that, right? Didn't you love that segue? That was a beautiful segue. That was pretty good. 
My player of the week, though, to start off for our player of the weeks, because I don't want you to steal him from me, is Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray, like, just give him, just back the dump truck up right now and give him all the money in the world. Like, yeah, exactly. If, if we look at his last three starts, he hasn't given up more than one earned run in his last three or four starts. And mm-hmm. then his last start against the White Sox, one of the best teams, in my opinion, in the American League East, he had 14 strikeouts. Yeah, man, lefties just age what age like fine wine. Like I don't know what it is, but yeah, and he's a power pitcher too, so you wouldn't really expect him to age better or to get better with age. Sorry, um, but he just does, and it's gonna be really interesting. You know, what? before I give my player of the week, um, throw a quick number out there. Uh, my my prediction earlier this year for his contract was around the same as Lance Lynn, three years, nineteen million a year. Uh, my opinion has since changed, um, but what do you what do you think of anything about uh, the Ray contract that's coming up? He's getting twenty million a year, I think. At least, yeah. I think because it's hard to like say I'm better than Lance Lynn because I think Lance Lynn, sorry, Lance Lynn is going to win the uh, AL Cy Young this year. Yeah, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I don't think Garrett Cole's been consistent enough to topple him. Yeah, and I think we also saw that in the game that Lance Lynn pitched against, again, another great pitching performance by the starters and and Alex Manoa, Uh, you know, it was a really good matchup, but Lance Lynn is just one of those guys that, you know, every time you give him the ball, maybe except for during the field of dreams game, he's going to give you like six, seven innings, one run, you know, a bunch of strikeouts, great ground ball percentage. So I don't see why I like, it would be really hard no matter who you are on the market to say I'm better than a Cy Young candidate who's getting 20 million. Now you could say the market's changing, which we can talk about a little bit more with the rumors that, you know, there will be a, a floor added to the uh, major league system in the, either this year or the coming season, um, or sorry, this coming season or the next is what I should probably say. But I don't know. I think $20 million is a fair value for Robbie Ray. I think, I think also think he signs in Toronto, even for maybe a little bit less, just because, like I was saying to everyone in the chat that he loves Pete Walker. Like he yeah. really likes working with Pete Walker. Pete Walker put him back on track. Yeah. And he's had a great career here. I mean, Toronto, Toronto is becoming one of those cities that people love to come and play in. They want to like, play here now. Yeah. George Springer coming here is proof of that. Hunjin Ryu signing here. Like they don't just have to be Canadians mm-hmm. or they don't have to be traded to come here. Like our two big ads over the last couple of seasons have been signings. So and Jose Brios, who He's having a tough time lately. But what I've been yeah, saying, yeah, I, is... I mean, uh, yeah, that my opinion on that trade's looking better and better with every start and Blue Jays uniform. Yeah, what what I've been saying is, um, you have to give Pete Walker time with him. After a couple months with Pete Walker, uh, Pete Walker will understand him a little bit better, and he'll he'll be fine. But um, before we move on, I'm just gonna say my player of the week. Um, if, if this was a normal week, it would be Marcus Simeon for his two-homer game the other day. But my player of the week is Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers for hitting his 500th home run of his career. Um, I believe it's the first Venezuelan-born player to hit 500 home runs. Um, so that was pretty awesome. So Miggy is my player of the week. Hall of Famer. Like, I don't think there's any question about it. Nope, he's definitely He's, I think him and Ted Williams are the only people to win two batting titles and hit over 500 home runs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. So 
it's hard to argue with his his career and you know it's really glad i'm really glad to see you know vlad talking to him when he gets on the bases you know trying to get that insight from uh from him and when i went to the game i'm pretty sure that was on the friday night yeah friday night uh it was awesome to see because it was the beginning of the series uh you know vlad and then you know obviously uh lord's Gurriel, vlad bring out lord's Gurriel, and they talked to uh, Mickey at center field a little bit before the game started. And, mm. you know, it's, it's great to see uh, Vlad talk to the, you know, the legends uh, that have come from, you know, those um, Southern American countries, as well as, you know, the, uh, the DR. So like Albert Pujols, who's, he has, he has had a close relationship with uh, Mickey, you know, all those kind of guys. So hopefully uh, Vlad can, we can say the same thing about Vlad at the end of his career, that he is a guaranteed hall of famer. But yeah, I just really happy for him. And I think this is also one of it's it's a cool place to hit your 500 home run in Toronto. You know, such a multicultural city. You know, the fans gave him a great ovation. Obviously, you would like he would love to hit it in Comerica Park. But I mean, second best option as a biased Blue Jays fan is the Rogers Center in Toronto. So shout out to uh, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a question that he's. I uh, had for the Hall of Fame. Um, I was just looking at his stats earlier today, and uh, he obviously won the Triple Crown. He's a two-time MVP. But he uh, scored 100-plus RBIs in 11 straight seasons. That's redonkulous. And he hasn't won a World Series, which is shocking. Yeah, and he was uh, from 2010 to 2016. So in that seven-year, seven-season stretch, uh, he made seven straight All-Star games. This is unreal. I, I haven't actually like put his stats up, his career stats in front of me before. Holy. And he's hit above an 1,000 OPS one, two, three times in his career. That's crazy. Wow. Anyways, yeah, Miggy Hall of Fame. No question about it. I think you gave us a great segue to start talking about the homestand, which – I mean, it's safe to say it's been a little bit rocky. You know, I, yeah. me and Robert talked about the uh, the West Coast road trip that they Jays went on before this homestand. And, you know, we said, you know, while it was rocky, you know, this homestand can really give the Jays a chance to get back into the swing of things, you know, really gain some ground. Because um, I'm pretty sure we mentioned that, you know, a lot of these teams that they're battling up top are playing each other. So, you know, this was going to give them an opportunity to really get back. But I think the biggest narrative of the season has reared its ugly head once again, that being the bullpen, it just can't hold it together. Mm. And we've seen that throughout the season. I think it's been more prevalent in the last month than ever, mainly because of the uh, additions not working out, mainly Brad hand. Uh, but yeah, I, I just like my main thought from the Detroit series is the bullpen, because, you know, you look at the starts that they got in that series and, all of them were great starts by the rotation. Like Ryu yep. pitched great. Ray on the game we went pitched amazing through yep. pretty sure he pitched eight innings or was it seven? I'm not eight 100%. innings, 10 strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can't blame the starting pitching. That's honestly, that's why I didn't understand the Jose Brias trade. Cause we already have good starting pitching, but um, it's just, it's been a mess. And it's like watching the bullpen come out. It's like watching, um, the Titanic running into the iceberg from like a, a couple yards away and you just yeah. know that it's going to happen. 
mm-hmm. and you know that something's gonna crash and burn yeah and it, it's just like at a certain point you can't blame charlie montoya because he's tried everything and it just still hasn't worked but mm-hmm. at the same time i think you know some blame should also go to the offense a little bit because when we yeah, look that at was... that series they they only scored like more than two runs once in that yeah, entire they scored four total runs or sorry not four um one two three seven runs in three games and that's not good enough especially for this offense so yeah, like i don't like okay you know you're going you know it's one one you're going into extra innings i question the decision to put in romano in the ninth i think you maybe you try to hold him I get the idea that you want to get into extras, but I think in that moment you try to hold him so that if you can get a lead, then you have the one reliable guy in your bullpen to like get you the win. But, you know, I think that's a a discussion that we're going to be talking about well into the off season about, you know, is it the bullpen or is it Mano or uh, is it uh, Charlie Montoya? And I think it's a mixture of both, to be honest, that and the offense has been slumping lately. So, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But it's been, it's been a rocky. Uh, it was a rocky series against the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I think that last game against the White Sox, where we scored. I mean, we lost, but we scored seven runs in the game, and I think that might be a little uh, thing to jumpstart them a little bit. And they're going into uh, Detroit uh, tonight, so hopefully they can. Uh, you know, hopefully offense can pick it up as, you know, we have Matt's Manoa and Barrios on the mound. Um, Barrios, Barrios is honestly the only pitcher I'm, you know, a little bit concerned about for this series. Hopefully he can turn it around against a weaker lineup. Um, but then we have right after that is the Baltimore series. And, you know, like you said, you and Robert said, you know, this homestand, the one that just happened is one for the Jays to get back on track and get things going. Um, you know, they're only five and a half games out and there's still plenty of baseball to be played. There's still a month to go. Um, but um, these two series coming up are both against weaker teams. Um, in an ideal world, obviously, we sweep both. And considering the other team's records, we should sweep both. Um, but, you know, it's Blue Jays baseball, so... You know, you know how it goes. Um, but uh, that Baltimore series is Ray, Ryu, and Matt's. All three pitchers, uh, Ryu's pitched well against the Orioles this year. So all three pitchers are set up for some good games, I hope. And uh, I will be at that Ryu game on the 31st on Tuesday. It will be awesome. Um, but yeah, because after those two series, we have Oakland and the Yankees for a four-game series with the Yanks, who are on fire right now. They're on a 12-game win streak. Um, so these next little series, I, there's no room for error anymore. I think we, if we want to make playoffs, we have to win at least, you know, I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. We have 11 series left. I think we need to win 10 of them at well, least. They need 91 to make playoffs minimum. Yeah. And they're just shy of being 20 off that right now. Yeah. And, and they have... 30-ish games left. Just, I think it's like 35. 12, 15, 18, 20, 24. Yeah, around 30, a little bit more than 30, I think. 
So they got to basically win all those games. Yeah. I think, you know, we, we can lose six games of the next. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sneaking into the playoffs. But I, I've said it before, uh, and I'll say it again. Good teams miss the playoffs all the time in baseball. Um, not every team makes it. So whatever happens uh, inching towards the end of the season, I think number one priority is getting Ray uh, on a three-year deal. Um, and, uh, and then we go from there and see who signs where, uh, see who re-signs. And then, uh, you know, the Jays are going to be a busy team this offseason. And I think Ross Atkins is going to go out and actually put the money into those big relievers. Um, you know, we let uh, Liam Hendricks slip away last offseason. Uh, I don't think they're going to let that happen again. Because I think now that they know kind of what they're working with a little more in terms of contention, they know they have a great offense. Even without Marcus Simeon, the offense is really good. Uh, Bo, uh, not Bo Bichette, um, Kevin Biggio is, will hopefully come into next year healthy uh, and return to his former self. But if not, you know, they have money to spend and um, they know what they're working with this time. They know they need a better bullpen. And with, you know, this incredible starting pitching that they've had, uh, and hopefully Nate Pearson is in that mix next year. Um, they, they could go really deep um, with what they have, even with the losses of uh, Marcus Simeon. I think, you know, just because you bring up a good point about, you know, the front office, I've been seeing a lot on Twitter talking, uh, people talking about, you know, how the Roth, the, sorry, the front office, which includes Ross, um, has been, really letting this team down by, you know, their acquisitions for the bullpen and their lack of, you know, trying to add to the bullpen. And I would argue that that's kind of um, not fair to say, I think, you know, sure. Has the bullpen been terrible this year? There's no doubt about that. I think what the main issue is, is the fact that people got hurt. Like we got a closer at on the, in the, in the off season for a decent price. He got hurt before we even started, you know, some of that can be put on the front office, you know, not doing their medical is good enough, but who knows that injury could have not even remotely looked like it was going to happen until spring training comes around and he does get hurt. Yeah. And then you can't plan on Merriweather getting hurt. You can't plan on Dolis having like going from having a great season to then having a dumpster fire season, which was also because of injuries. Like we can't ignore that fact. Um, and then they pick up two guys at the deadline. One of them is, you know, one of them is not doing good in Brad hand and the other one's injured. Mm -hmm. So like they've tried, like they've gotten pieces. We can't say that they've ignored the issue, which is the bullpen. Yeah. It's just that those pieces have either gotten injured, which is the management can't decide that or have just not worked out. And I think we look at Brad hands career this is going to be an anomaly to his career. Like he's looked good everywhere he's gone besides this, what, like 15 game stretch he's been with the Jays. Yeah. Where he's just, he's looked like he's barely a major league pitcher. So I think it's more on the player's side of things that we need to blame and not this front office because, you know, Blue Jays fans love to go after Ross Atkins, you know, no matter if they're winning or losing. So, I don't know. That's just my point I wanted to make about this team is that, you know, they're going to 
add more pitching. It's not an if, it's a when, and it's a who. Yeah. This off season, they're going, they're going to you know, make this team better. Like there's no way they can't. They've seen what this team and stretch stretches can do. I honestly think if the Jays don't make the playoffs, which, you know, if we look at playoff percentage uh, as a uh, you know former guest Ben Nicholson Smith, you know, point out very clearly in his latest article uh, that you know it's not looking too good for the Jays right now in terms yeah. of percentage of making the playoffs and how low it is right now. So they just got to get, get on those boots, pick themselves up by the bootstraps, you know, go out there in Detroit this week, sweep the Tigers, sweep the Orioles. They, they just got to take care of themselves. And honestly, even if they don't make these playoffs, I would argue this is the best Jays team of all time to not make the playoffs. And it's because yeah. I think they're in one of the best ALEs since the early 2000s yeah. when you had, you know, the monsters of the Yankees and the Red Sox. And, you know, well, we, everyone knows those teams, like, like the uh, Mariano Rivera, like Yankees, Derek Jeter Yankees. And you look at Boston, Big Poppy and uh, like all those guys. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that, you know, we also shouldn't be sad that this team's not making the playoffs because in reality, there were, we knew going into the season there were going to be holes. Yeah. And the Rays haven't even lived up to their expectations, which makes me even scared for next year because I think that the Rays are better than what they're showing right now. So it's just a, a reality of the Jays being, in, in my opinion, besides maybe the NL West, one of the toughest divisions in baseball. Yeah, I think I, I no, I definitely think the AL East is the best division in baseball. Um, yeah, they just they just had bad luck, and you make a good point. Like this, like they did go out and sign some guys last offseason, like Kirby Yates, um, but we just got you know slapped in the face with his injury. Um, and the the issue clearly, obviously, is the bullpen. Um, you know, there's been stretches where the starting pitching has been you know a little bit shaky. There was stretches where the offense, like, you know, been happening lately is a little bit shaky. Um, but that'll happen with any team. Uh, if you look at the Yankees, they were not very good all almost all year until this win streak. Um, and that's all it really takes is a magical win streak to get into the playoffs. They're, the Yankees right now are pulling off some 2015 Jays kind of stuff. They went out at the deadline, got Rizzo and Gallo, and boom, they just started winning games like it's nobody's business. Um so, you know, it's it's tough because it really is not looking too good. Um, if we have if we had been if that West Coast road trip went better and they came out winning the majority of those games like they should have. And they swept Washington and won at least three of the games against the Angels. We'd be having a very different conversation right now because they would have went into that Seattle series on a high. Um, you have to take in if George Springer hadn't been injured all year the Jays would likely be in a playoff spot right now. And I don't think that's up for question, um, but it's, it's interesting to see um, all, all, all the AL East, um, you know, how it fluctuated over the season. Uh, and I feel like this season's gone very, very quickly. Um, like at the beginning of the season, I was like, Oh, there's so much time left. And now we're, you know, 30 games left in, in the year. Um, 
So I'm kind of sad that the season's almost over because I hate when baseball season ends. I mean, then again, hockey season starts as soon as baseball season ends. But, uh, you know, still, I love baseball. So it's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, the, this offseason is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm excited. And I'm sure we're going to do some pop-up episodes over the winter because we're not going to make weekly episodes in the offseason. But, you know, we'll, we'll do some pop-up episodes after something huge happens or something like that. Um, or just to catch up or maybe some interviews that we score in the off season. Um, you know, we'll have to see, but uh, I'm, I'm very, very, I'm going to be very pleased with the Jays going into next year. I know that for a fact. Yeah. I, I think, you know, just to close the book on the Jays talk for now, uh, I think they're in an interesting spot. Like um, I think they're just on the rise. Like, I think it, you can be disappointed about this season and them not making the playoffs. That is completely fair. I don't think anyone would be upset if you said that that's how you felt uh, right now. And if they, this continues to happen, especially the way it's been happening, this team putting itself in a chance to win, you know, it's just, it is tough. But I think we also have to remember that, you know, well, I don't know. Tyler, maybe this is a little bit dramatic, but two years ago, this was not a good team. That's true. Like this was a bottom 10 team baseball. And now I think they're a top five or six team in the American league. Mm -hmm. And yes, that turned around because, you know, we have great prospects and they've been performing at the major league level, but that's also because this management group has surrounded them with great pitching, like the acquisition of Robbie Ray, the resigning of Robbie Ray, um, you know, getting Hunjin Ryu, which, you know, I know some fans will groan about that because he's had his ups and downs and, you know, he didn't perform in the playoffs last year, but you still can't argue that he's a top, not a top 10 left-hander in the majors right now. He is. It's, there's no question about that. And if you're saying that he isn't, then you're just lying to yourself. I think what the main thing is, is I mean, also, I, the, if I was going to nitpick the front office, I would have liked Taiwan Walker back, but, you know, it's okay. Like I, I get it. We, we, we can't, we can't do everything. And I get that, but because also Steven matches look good. So I can't yeah. really get that upset. And he's been um, really good lately. Yeah. And Ross Rippling before he got her looked good as well. So mm-hmm. I just think that, and you know, Alex Manoa, we can't. Okay. This is my last thing I want to bring up because I'm going to forget. I always forget about to ask someone this, but is Alex Manoa in the race for the AL rookie of the year? Like, I think after that, after that White Sox outing, like, he has to be, like, in at least in the conversation. Yeah, no, I think, um, uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I think he's he's been stupid good since he, he joined uh, the team. And I think you have to also take into consideration that he has little to no professional innings under his belt before he joined the majors. Like, he barely scratched the minor league surface and they threw him right into the major leagues, and he took it and just ran with it. And it was insane. He had that one hiccup against uh, Washington, but he has not been good against the NL this year for some reason um, in, I think, his two or three starts in against the NL. But any team in the American League, if it's a top team or a bottom team, it doesn't matter. He just goes out and just attacks them like it's nobody's business. Um, if... If I were to put him in, in if I were to make our rotation next year, he would be top three in the rotation um, for his performance this year. 
Um, I would put Ryu a little bit lower to ease um, ease the hyper on Ryu and let him just work, you know, the way he wants to work. I would put next year. I would put if we still have uh, Robbie Ray, I would probably go um, Robbie Ray, uh, Alec Manoa second, depending on who's next. Uh, maybe Jose Barrios slides in there too. Um, so Ray Barrios Manoa, and I would put Ryu in that fourth spot. Um, because you want to put him after a power pitcher and Manoa can bring the velocity and he, he is a wicked slider as well. So I think putting Ryu right after someone like that, that brings the velocity a little bit is really smart um, because then you slow it down and you make, you make the game a lot harder for the other team. Um, So I think whoever our manager is next year, hoping John Schneider, we'll see. Um, Or, you know, we'll see who's on the market as well, but um, you know, he is going or she will have a very um, tough time creating this lineup or this starting rotation. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward with this team. But yeah, I think, you know, going away from the Jays quickly, because we're going to be wrapping things up here shortly. Uh, we have to bring up the big news that happened this week that, you know, Yair Molina is coming back as kind of a last, you know, a last tour around the majors. He has one more season left in him. He's told the Cardinals that he intends to come back for the 2022 uh, season. So I just want to get your thoughts on that, Tyler, and, you know, your thoughts on Yadier Molina in general. Yeah, uh, another Hall of Famer. Him and Miggy are going out around the same time. I think Miggy said he's going to retire the year after that. Um or it might be after next year. I'm not too sure, but, um, you know, we'll have to confirm that later. But Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Uh, it's going to be exciting uh, to see his last hurrah. A lot of teams, kind of like when Big Poppy retired, a lot of teams are going to give him some memorabilia from over the years. Um, like when, I forget, I think, was it the Yankees that gave him that phone that he broke or something? I think so. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that. But, um, you know, stuff like that, it's going to be a great year next year for him. Um, I, I don't I haven't checked the Jays schedule for next year in a while, um, but I'm pretty sure we face the Cardinals next year. Um, so that that'll be kind of cool to uh, I I'd definitely catch that Cardinals series, too. Um, I'm almost 100 percent sure we face that division in the NL next year, but it, it'll be good to go catch a game and watch Molina for his last hurrah. Um, you know, he definitely deserves deserves whatever he wants out of that organization, considering he spent his entire career there. Um, he's been there for 18 years. So, I mean, good for him. And I'm really excited uh, to see his last season in the majors. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm just sorry. I'm just also looking up to see if you're right, because they did release the schedule April. Uh, they play in St. Louis for two games in May, so I'm assuming they're going to be coming to Toronto at some point. I'm just looking yep. up when that is. Uh, bah, 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 June, July. They also play the Phillies next year, so their interdivisional games are going to be tough. They played them at at the end of July, so the 26th, 27th, they'll be in town just after the All Star break. All right before the deadline. Nice. So it'll be very interesting. I'm really excited to see him come back. And I'm honestly kind of shocked he's coming back a little bit. 
Because they barely signed him last offseason. Barely signed him last offseason, and he's he, he's a catcher, man. Like, like if you're a, like a DH like, uh, you know, Miguel Cabrera, I can see you playing into your 40s, but catching is tough, and he's still behind the plate. And I think that's why I have so much respect for him um, as a player, just because he's been able to uh, weather the injuries throughout his career and arguably one of the most grueling positions to play in sports, which is catcher, because you're taking crap like every game, 162 days a year or something like that. And that's not even including spring training or anything like that. So, I mean, you know, you're not going to hear me talking shit about Yair Molina. I mean, he's one of the best catchers of all time. I think it's hard to not put him on that pedestal or that Mount Rushmore of top catchers. Maybe that's a conversation we can have for a fun, um, fun off season episode of, you know, Rushmore of every position, but it, yeah, it's hard not to see Yair Molina in that position because, you know, he has everything, the championships, the awards, the stats, you know, the longevity. Yeah. And he's, he's inching. Be- he's sorry to cut you off. He's inching on a uh, thousand RBIs. He's at nine eighty three, and he's going to crush that if he comes back another season. Yeah, he'll he'll surpass that. So, yeah, I mean it's it's great, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens next season because, you know, yeah, because you know it's good. It's funny that you brought up the uh, the Yankees giving Big Poppy the phone. That he broke because yeah. I remember I went to the uh, Derek Jeter's last game at Rogers Center. I had tickets to that game, and I remember when the Jays gave him like a goose jacket. And I was like, oh, that's not like a great gift. Like, <laughs> I mean, like it's a nice, like the jackets are nice, but I'm like, you could have given him something a little bit better. But like, <laughs> all right, like I like I'll always remember that thought. Like I was just sitting in the 500 section, and I was like, really, a goose jacket is what you're giving him? I'm like. He's one of the best players of all time, but all right. Like, I get it, I guess. Yeah, but. it's going to be, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. And I'll definitely go catch that, uh, that uh, Cardinals series with the Jays in July. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to talk about, Ty, before we go into our plugs? Um, no, it's the, the last thing is uh, Miguel Sano in batting practice the other day against the Red Sox hit hit some kid with a home run that he hit in batting practice on the head. And then, you know, he signed a bat and uh, gave it to the kid before the game and told him, I'm going to hit a home run for you. And then during the game, he hit a 495 foot home run, just absolutely murdered the baseball. Um, So that, that's pretty cool. But uh, that's, that's, that's the only thing I wanted to say. I think my question for that, not to make fun of the kid, but would you, if, Someone said, hey, you can get a bat signed by your favorite major league player, but you have to get hit in the head by one of their home runs. Would you do that? Hell yeah. Like, okay, who would be the player that you're like, yes, I will take a ball to the head and possibly get a concussion? To have I tell you right die? now, I tell you right now, it's not going to be Vladdy. I'm not taking 115 miles per hour off my face. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Anyone that's not Vladdy, I'm, I'm comfortable with or Jan Carlos Stanton. Honestly, I would take a Tatis home run to the head to get Tatis back. That's true. Yeah. Like, I don't care how fast it is. As long as I, I know that I'm going to live after it, I'll do it. Like, why not? Exactly. 
I might be concussed or like mentally damaged, but it's like, you know, I'll have the tattoos back. Severely concussed. Be in a wheelchair after getting hit so hard, but oh man. You know, it is what it is. So now we're going to our favorite time of the episode, which is plug time. So Tyler, you know, shower us with all the things that you got going on and all the uh, other things that you wanted just to shout out. Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Prosec Tyler, P-R-O-C-Y-K Tyler, and Instagram, Tyler R. Prosec underscore. You hear it every week um, when I'm when I'm here. I haven't heard in a little while. Um, as for the site, uh, we had a couple articles this month. Uh, I guess I haven't been on to shout out Natasha for her uh, first ALM, ALNL MVP race article. Um, that was a fun one to read. Um, I, I wrote an NFC South article uh, for for Robert and Jack in their football section. Um, that was a fun one. Um, and yeah, and then we have Matt writing a recap of the Blue Jays before the September push that is coming out this Wednesday, September 1st. So you can check that out. And, uh, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of fun stuff that I'm sure Curtis is going to talk about coming up in early September uh, from, from the hockey department. So, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. School's starting again soon. Um, I'm sure I'm going to see Curtis a lot more in person now that I will be downtown, you know, weekly starting, I think, my first class of the 15th uh, in person. But yeah, so lots of fun stuff coming up. Hockey season coming up. Um, OTL is going to be very busy as usual. So check out the site for anything sports related. Um, and that's it for me. Yeah, uh, I think I wanted to kind of just tease this a little bit. Uh, I'm currently bringing down the equipment to Toronto. It didn't make it on the first trip because the car was kind of packed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the equipment will be down this week to, you know, start recording in person. So hopefully at least by the middle of September, by the latest, we will have in-person podcasts and, you know, have a couple guests on for those in-person podcasts, you know, just to talk to them. But yeah, we I just want to thank everyone for, you know, listening again, because We've been doing this for, I can't even count anymore, like 24 weeks, something like some crazy like that, 25, 26 weeks. And, you know, all the support has been great. We really appreciated it. We appreciate you listening to this. Um, you know, uh, just to do quick plugs for the site to give everyone, I haven't written anything this month, which is a problem. I have to hop on that in the next couple of days. But, uh, you know, there's always been great stuff coming out. And I think that's evident by the uh, NFL divisional previews that have been coming out. So make sure to check those out. Matt's is coming out probably by the time you're listening to this, pretty sure he's done the NFC West. So, you know, that's a very interesting division. So I would read that, uh, you know, we're going to have a couple other articles come out as hockey does pick up offseason reviews coming. Tyler's writing Obviously, if you know him about the Florida Panthers, uh, Matthias is going to be writing some, you know, biased Montreal Canadian propaganda. Uh, I will be hopefully stepping in to write a Penguins offseason uh, preview. And then obviously, you know, we'll have some other things going on, including, you know, the Maple Leafs. So uh, we'll make sure to check that out. And other than that, you know, I think that's really pretty much it for the plugs. You can, Obviously, you can follow me. You've heard this every week at cmartin2292 on Instagram and on Twitter. It's 
C Martin three, eight, seven, six. So you can find me there. All the OTL stuff's there. All my personal thoughts are there. I do write some, you know, occasional tweets about baseball. So, you know, obviously check those out and uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Just wanted to thank Tyler as always for being my co-host and remind all of you to like, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple podcasts and make sure to check us out on social media at OTL Sports CA on Twitter and Instagram, and go check out our latest articles on www.overlysportsca. And we'll see you next time on the Blue Jays Wave podcast. Have a good one, guys.